Welcome everyone to the Proven Knowledge Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Church. I'm a music producer from Northeast Ohio. I began this weekly interview series to give you different perspectives on how to approach a career in the field from different artists, producers, engineers, and other great minds who share their stories on not only what's made them succeed, but also what has shaped them into the people that they are today. I hope you gain some real proven knowledge from the show and that it helps elevate you and your endeavors on your own journey towards success as well. Let's get into it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 174 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today, I welcomed an artist and a producer from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. His name is Azan. If you remember, in 2021, I had King Champs, and in 2022, I had Black as guest stars. They are co-label mates with Azan on Dead Wrong Records, uh, the Philadelphia-based label. Again, very familiar with all these guys, and it was great to finally connect with Azan. I've heard so many good things about him, and we had a great discussion today. We talked about you know how he got into music production, the different influences, uh, his love for many genres, and what he's learned by studying different types of music as well. Um, he talked about you know using FL Studio primarily super awesome obviously you guys know i'm fl studio for life so that's always great to hear um you know he talked about the different compilations that are being worked on with dead wrong different solo projects king champ's solo album that's going to be coming out here soon the different visuals they've been working on and really just overall you know what dead wrong means to him because you know when i talk to champs and black you know they all kind of share a similar story as far as it's really a family affair you know, they've all known each other for so long and it means so much to him just building this movement and being able to take it to new heights and Azan clearly shares that vision and I think it's super great what these guys are doing and um, you know Azan just talking about his role in all of this and you know what it means to him so I definitely was super glad to finally have him on the show and as always I hope you guys enjoy this one so without further ado let's get into it Welcome everyone to episode 174 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creators Series. Today we have another incredible MC out of Philadelphia. Good friends with our guy King Shamps and Black as well. Dead Wrong Records own Azan. Welcome man, how you doing? Thank you man, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Appreciate you for having me. Absolutely, like I said, I mean, I'm excited because this is kind of like finishing off like the trinity almost of you guys, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm just a huge fan of your guys' work and everything and uh, this is our first time connecting as well and you know, to, to start off every episode we have the guests give some background, you know, how did you get into music, how long have you been doing it, maybe some influences as well, you know, just some basics for those that might not know you and what you do. Um, well, uh, me and my brother, that's my older brother, King Champs. Mm-hmm. We actually brought brothers, same mom, same dad. Uh, we've been musically inclined since a young age. We went to music school. Um, we played different instruments. Um, I played the piano. I played the drums. Um, so that's pretty much my introduction to music in general. Um, hip-hop, I started to really take interest in that at a young age also. Around like the age, age of eight or nine, I started to really become an avid listener. Um, and then my interest in production started like somewhere in middle school and, uh, going into high school, uh, when I was about 15, 16, I officially started to produce, mm. um, and my influences, I mean, my favorite producers that really influenced me to do this for guys like Dr. Dre, um, DJ Premier, um, Rizzo from Wu-Tang Clan, um, Jay Diller, uh, Timbaland, Pharrell, Kanye, 
the bomb squad, I feel are extremely underrated for what they did for public enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a lot of those a lot of those producers definitely molded me as a uh, a young producer trying to find my way and um find the sound. Yeah. Um so yeah, those are definitely very, very big influence of my big influences of mine. Yeah, that's super awesome, man. And I and I I want to say that Champs told me as well on our episode that you guys were brothers. I didn't know if that was like for sure or not. So I'm glad that you you gave me that confirmation <laughs> for sure. Brothers. Yeah, so that's that's definitely awesome. And and I know that like I said, Black is obviously another guy in Dead Wrong Records that you guys work a lot with as well. And uh, I just like I said, what you guys are doing is incredible. And I want to get into that in a bit, but I definitely want to start as well as like. When, let's just let's take it from the production standpoint because I think this might be a good one. I usually ask people from the artist standpoint, so you can you can answer it however you'd like. But what do you think was a big challenge? You know, when you finally were getting into producing, you were trying to develop your own sound as well. Like, what do you think was there ever a challenge you had to overcome? Maybe learning how to get really good at beats, or just learning how to simplify them enough so that MCs could hear themselves on the beat. Like, what do you think was a big uh, challenge you had to overcome? I felt it was just learning the equipment that I was using, mm-hmm. um, learning to how efficiently use it. Um, I had an idea of what I wanted to put down because, like I said, those dudes influenced me, and they were pretty much just um, formats that I was going that I was going off of at the particular time. Um, so I had an idea of what I wanted to put down. I just had to learn step by step how to be more efficient, how to know the equipment, how to know the programs that I was using, and. Uh, it was a gradual process. I mean, to where I am now, production-wise, um, I'm 28 years old now. So me knowing how to produce from 16 to 28, it was a process. Mm-hmm. It was just a consistent process. And I feel like now I'm definitely um, better than I ever was. And I'm extremely confident that I could put my skills up against anybody's. Yeah. I mean, because I know what I'm doing now. But at that point in time, I was in the infant stages of production. And I was learning a lot of things, a lot of growing pains, mm-hmm. you know, knowing how to do this, knowing how to do that. But um, I feel like, yeah, you know, all of it was um, all of it was valid. All of it needed to happen. And I feel like now where I am in my comfortability as a producer, I believe all of those growing pains added to where I am now as a producer. So, yeah, that's yeah. And, and I always feel like that's the best feeling is that when you can get past that point, almost like the beginner's stage where it's like you almost have that self-doubt still where you're trying to get through it and you're like, I think I can be good at this, but I don't know for sure yet. But then once you start getting the hang of it, the more and more you just gain more confidence. You know what I mean? And so like by, you know, you're like you said, you're that many years in, you're just like, oh, I know I got it now. So now I'm just perfecting the craft every single day and just getting better and better and sharpening your tools honestly to you know continue on and just to keep evolving so that's super awesome and uh what, what do you use do you use um like ableton or fl studio or are you like more traditional like mpc like what are you using mostly um i'm trying to get into the hardware but when i started to produce i started using fl studio mm-hmm. so that's pretty much my comfort zone fl yeah. studio um i might use a midi controller or two mm-hmm. um the ml the, the m audio axiom is a favorite of mine mm-hmm. i like the kai mpd also so i'll get into the midi controllers but yeah uh, fl studio is my comfort zone i know how to use reason and ableton live and yeah. um logic and all of that i ought to use those but fl studio is pretty much my comfort yeah. zone yeah you and me both, man. FL Studio for life, man. That's, I'm locked in, man. I don't think I'll ever change, really. Like I said, like you said about you know hardware too. Like I eventually want to learn like certain things, like machine and things like that. But I, the way I see it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. 
You know what I mean? Like you just figure it out and you figure out what works for you. So that's super awesome, man. And let's get into dead wrong records. Cause obviously it's super important to all you guys, you know, you guys all are about that movement. You know, you guys just dropped some new music recently as well. Uh, you and champs. So like, talk to me about what it means to you to work with black, to work with champs, to have this collective. Cause they both said similar things to me as far as it's really like a family. You know what I mean? It really is like a family affair and you guys just work so well together. So for you and your role in the group, what do you think it means to you? Um, me and my older brother, we've always had an idea, not only our love as musicians, but also entrepreneurship. So when me and my older brother started the Iran Records, which me and him are both co-CEOs of the company, um, we had an idea of trying to bring um, a certain energy to hip-hop as well as music overall that, I, that we felt hadn't been heard in a while mm-hmm. so that's why we say dead wrong because i feel like we're dead wrong for what we're trying to do in this generation we're against we're so against the grain of what all of the other music is out there that's kind of what the mission statement of the label is so when you start talking about it it definitely is a family um because a lot of the relationships um date back like black men black went to high school together um frio another guy on uh, uh on the label um chance and him went to high school so these are friends that we've known for years mm-hmm. um is just in life in general, outside of the musical journey. Um, and outside, outside of it, they're extremely talented guys. And um, I feel like with Dear Vaughn Records, what we're trying to do is not only dominating hip-hop, we want to do well in other genres as well, such as R&B, such as pop, such as any genre that we feel we can, we can attack and bring a certain level of originality, a, le- a certain level of creativity mm-hmm. um, to. So, yeah, um, Right now, I feel like we're in, a, we're in a steady groove. Right now, we just dropped 187, West Philly 187. We just dropped that visual. That's off the upcoming project, Rise of Corleone by Kane Chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done that. It's, it's been done for a while, but we're trying to set up everything promotion-wise. So we're thinking October 31st, Halloween. Nice. That'll be when that'll be dropping. Um, following after that, there'll be another project. There's a lot of projects in the work. So mm-hmm. going into the finishing up the fourth quarter of 2023, going into the first and second quarter of 2024, there'll be a lot of music coming from there on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not only Champs and myself, um, Black Creo, other artists, um, we're, we're always looking up the talent to add on to this movement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be a lot more surprises in the near future. Yeah. And I always felt like for you guys, especially, it's got to mean more that you do have that kind of family energy in there. You know what I mean? Like you've known each other for so long. And like you said, even without music, you'd still be close. You know what I mean? Music's just an extra thing in there. So I think that's really how the best movements get going, too, because, you know, you can trust one another and there's just a real bond over what you guys have. Um, so I think that's super, super great to hear. And I, I know cause like he's been talking to rise of Corleone for like two years and I'm like, I'm still waiting, but I know he's putting a lot into it and I'm excited for that and the dead wrong compilation. Cause I think he said there was another one of those in the works too, uh, at the time with all you guys. So, and are you producing all those records then? Are you putting all that yes. together then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, pretty much, pretty much anything that we've released up to date, I've produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it was Black, whether it was Free, or whether it was anybody else on the label. Um, uh, the whole Dawn of the Dead project yeah. I did from top to bottom yeah. um, a couple years back. So yeah, Rosa Corleone, I produced that whole thing. Um, a Dead Bond compilation is definitely on the way, um, as well as another project, MGM, 
the man Shanks are doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, because, you know, I rap also. I'm not, that's not my main thing, yeah. but I definitely get behind the mic and spit some dope bars from time to time. Yeah. So we're doing a project called MGM that'll be coming out probably first quarter 2024 following up Ron's Corleone. Awesome. So um, it's a lot of heat on the way. Yeah, a lot man. of heat on the way, and as well as solo projects and Black Frio as well as other people. Yeah. Hey, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick minute out to let you know how you can become a monthly supporter of the show. So if you click on the show description in your podcast platform, you'll see the words support this podcast toward the bottom and you can follow that link to sign up. You have the options of donating a dollar, five dollars or ten dollars a month. And that'll be used towards making the show a better experience for you as the listener. Uh, That means new and exciting guests, giveaways, and a lot more that we can continue to provide for you. So feel free to click that link and check it out or visit anchor.fm backslash proven knowledge backslash support to contribute today. And for now, let's get back into the episode. Well, I'm definitely excited to see it all come out for sure. And that's going to be, it's going to be a great time. And I know that a big thing that I took from Champs as a big lesson was putting yourself out there more whether you're an artist or a producer, doing more interviews, because I know he preaches that a lot as well. How do you view that, you know, yourself? Have you been doing the same thing as far as getting your name out there, doing interviews, doing a lot of stuff on social media? Like, how do you view that for your own, you know, career and what you're doing? I'm trying my best now to get more outside, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get more out there, to promote my brand personally, because I've been more of a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Yeah. My brother's more vocal. Mm-hmm. You know, you see him doing interviews all the time, talking and promoting the brand. Mm-hmm. But uh, since it's, it's both me and his company, I feel I have to pick up the slack and also, you know, contribute in the media from the media perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, give interviews, promote the brand. Um I'm trying to get more of that presence out there, more of that social media presence, more of that presence in interviews, as well as um, you know, just just being um visual, yeah, you know, where people can see me, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. being being visible rather, you know, being visible where people can see me and I'm out and about, mm-hmm. so yeah. And that, I think the good um, thing that, about yeah, the good thing about that too is that you know because of how accessible things are, it's a lot easier to do now. I think, and I think a lot of people kind of overthink it. Um, it's kind of just like finding what's right for you. And like you said, the brand and everything. And, um, yeah, I definitely let, let me know if you ever need, uh, any contacts as well. Cause I'm always happy to share the people that I've been on their podcast. If you ever need anything, let me know, man. I'm always happy to share that as well. So, uh, but that's super awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do there as well. And, um, outside of music, what do you think you're doing that, you know, kind of frees your mind to kind of let you come back to, being creative to making new music. Uh, let's say, you know, you might want to produce a certain song or you're looking to, you know, do a certain project and you just kind of need a break for a minute. You go do something and come back. What do you think you're doing? Um, probably listening to music. Um, cause music is such a very consistent, um, aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I'm not, whether I'm listening to hip hop, R and B, rock and roll, funk, you know, reggae, any kind of music, classical, jazz. I'm a big jazz guy. Um, so I just like, I listen to music to give me influence yeah. um, on what I want to do going forward. Um, it influences me in uh, various ways. Um, not only listening to the classic artists, what's going on, what's going on now, mm-hmm. um, to try to weigh what our music is up against the rest of the competition, because that's what I look at everybody else that is the competition. So I'm like, all right, so. I mean, where 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 does our stuff where is, does our stuff fit in mm-hmm. per se? So um, yeah, that's um, that's kind of that's what kind of gets me back in it. Like I have such a hunger 
for um, us being pretty much the most dominant label in hip hop, um, overtaking all of the competition out. That's kind of what drives me. Mm-hmm. Like just the hunger of trying to be in the best. Like how you look at a guy like Michael Jordan in basketball or uh, Floyd Mayweather in boxing. Like being the best is what drove them. And I felt that's what drives me as well as everybody else over here. Like we we, we want that, and, and we're not shy about letting anybody know that that mm-hmm. we want that spot. And um, yeah, we, we want them to do anything it takes to get that. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's that's super awesome, and and I definitely think you know even just being able to study different styles of music, how important that is. Because I I was kind of told something like that when I before I first started producing, uh, my friend's uncle actually gave us advice. He's like, you should always try to listen to even things you're not a fan of, just to listen to it to kind of like get that palette, you know what I mean, and get that certain sound, but get familiar with it, you know what I mean? Because you never know what you'll be incorporating into your own style whenever you get good enough to kind of make your own wave and do your own thing. Uh, so I always, I always remember that as well. And I'm like, even if I don't listen to this on the day to day, I'm still going to go and like take the deep dive. I always go to Spotify and just go to different playlists and just find like whatever I can uh, draw inspiration from. Uh, it is kind of cool. You go down like the rabbit hole, you know what I mean? So that's super awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that it's kind of like similar for you as well and just studying and uh, applying that to your own sound and your own waves. So um what do you think is going to be next for, because obviously you just gave us the majority of the projects that are going to be coming out. Is there anything else, even outside of music, maybe visuals, maybe something that you have in the works that you want to let people know about that might be on the horizon? Um, well, of course, visuals, for video. I mean, videos for all of the projects. We're trying to at least release three to four videos off of every project that's mm-hmm. upcoming. Um, we have a lot of other ideas. I mean, we want um, a ciphers on the way. So, um, Keep your eyes and ears open for that one. A um, couple other uh, visual experiences will be on the way. You know, I mean, nothing I'm really ready to let out of the bag right now. But yeah, yeah. Uh, in the next six months, you'll see us way more than you've ever seen us before. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. That's Definitely. exciting for sure, man. That's awesome. How do you think you view, because um, I think I asked this to the other two guys as well, the Philadelphia music scene? Because I, I don't know a ton of people from Philadelphia besides you guys. So I'm not like, specifically familiar especially with the independent artist scene the people that are doing their own thing making their own movements like you guys do you ever kind of like look at the landscape of the local scene as well or you're kind of just doing your own thing locked in your own world and kind of just going like one day at a time with the mission you guys have mm. of course you have to acknowledge what's going on in the local scene mm. i mean if you're from the area you want to keep your ear to the street so there's a lot of different movements. I mean, a lot of the younger rappers are doing, you know, variations of drill music in Philadelphia, um, stuff like that. So it's, it's you, you definitely keep your ear to the streets, but I feel like our scope um, is much wider, and we're looking at way bigger and better opportunities for ourselves other than just being the hottest in Philly. Because mm-hmm. for years, there's been dudes that have been great rappers in Philadelphia, but their reach hasn't really uh, transferred to any other place yeah. other than just Philadelphia and the tri-state area. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't really know them. You, you bring their name up in California or their name up in Detroit. You know, no one would even know who they were. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, I feel like you want to be an international rapper. You want to have an international movement rather than just a local movement. You know what I mean? Being a mm-hmm. local star. Because Philly is tons of, it's tons of dudes that were great rappers. Um, 
that never uh, was able to get out of the shadows or get out of the title of being a local rapper, really. Yeah. And I feel like that's something I never wanted to put on top of us to be mm-hmm. considered local rappers. I want us to be international. I want us to have everything that anybody else has. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sell ourselves short, sell ourselves short, rather, yeah. uh, by just thinking you know, on a local basis. But I try to still keep my ears open because, you know, I'm always looking for talent as we run a company. Mm-hmm. So if somebody from around here is really dope and they really bring something unique and creative to the table, uh, I'm definitely open to collaborating with them, open to trying to, you know, um, build something with them. But yeah, as far as like looking at a lot of these guys as like competition, I don't look at any of them as competition. I look at the guys at the top as competition mm-hmm. um, because that's what we're reaching for. Yeah. yeah, Just taking it to new heights, honestly. So exactly. yeah, that's awesome, man. So last few questions here, and these are ones I ask on every episode. These are more life-related questions. Uh, and the first one is, if you can go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself a piece of advice or maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you would do? Um, I would just tell myself to be as consistent as I possibly can be. Um, know your goal reach for it and just stay consistent after it. And I mean, I felt I was doing that anyway, but you know, just an extra little push would have helped. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, to be honest, I really don't um, take anything back about the journey that we've been on. I mean, I feel like it built character. It um, has made us wiser. We know way more about the music business. I'm, I know way more about the music business now at the age I am now than I did when I first started doing it. Mm-hmm. So, because people have to understand that this is not only just um, something you do for the love of, they call it the music business, the music industry for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to know numbers, you have to know the contracts, you have to know all of these things that um, are part of the culture, are part of the business. So, um, I feel like, yeah, like I, I, me learning throughout the years um, was definitely something that I needed to do. And um, I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't take it back. Like yeah. I said, if I gave myself any advice, it would be to stay consistent. But I think, um, to be honest, like all of this was needed. Yeah, it's like the growing pains yeah. have to happen regardless. You know, sometimes we don't want them to happen, but they gotta happen. So <laughs> I feel that. Uh, and if we flip that, then and we say ten years from now, where do you think you envision yourself and your career? Dead wrong records, everything you guys got going. Where do you think you see it going? I see us being considered one of the greatest companies that ever uh, came out um, that anyone has ever seen. Um, you know, we have uh, a few hip-hop companies out here now that are doing okay. Um, you have to respect what um, Yo Gotti's doing with CMG. That's a great company. TDE has been on top of the game for years. Got to give love to Griselda. Um, it's a lot of companies that are doing well, but um, I want to take us to newer and bigger heights mm-hmm. where a lot of these people are just kind of based on hip-hop. I want to hit other genres of music, and I want to be—I want to be considered in the same class in places like Motown, places like um, you look at LaFace, you look at Bad Boy, those type of places that sold that amount of records and had that cultural influence. That's why I see their own records at, mm-hmm. um, opposed to just being considered a hip hop collective, and not um, demeaning that. You know, if you just are known as a hip hop collective, but I want to have more of an impact, and I feel like in ten years, people will see what we bring to the table musically mm-hmm. overall. Making really timeless music that can live on. Yeah, man. Super great. And do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Um, If you have something you're passionate about, um, just give your all to it. Try to stay as focused as you can on it. And don't, you know, block out all the background noise. Block out all the doubt. Block out all of the hate. Um, And just try to stay focused on your goal. Because sometimes people's visions can get clouded 
because they're just dealing, they're just dealing with constant negativity being spewed their way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start to doubt themselves. They start to um, wonder, can they do it? Um, they start to compare themselves to everybody else and say, well, I'm not better than him. Or I'm not better than her. Um, stay confident. Stay confident. Stay focused. Um, and I believe you'll be able to accomplish your goals eventually. Yeah. Um, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, so it's not mm-hmm. going to happen overnight. But you have to be able to consistently just chip away at your goals, chip away at your goals, stay focused, and don't let any of the background noise affect um, your confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, because so many people I know that have had talent, not only in music, but in other um, other realms of life, they've let the background noise dictate um, which way they were going to go in life. Um, they, they, they let the hate, they let the negativity have such an impact on them to where it destroyed their futures. Mm. So you can't let that. You have to just stay focused and, you know, just keep it. It's, it's one step at a time. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm. But keep your goal in mind and stay confident. You go stay focused because you possibly can. Yeah. You possibly can stay focused. Yeah. Absolutely, man. The laser focus, so important. 100%. Exactly. So, man, Azan, that's all I have for you today. Man, thank you so much again for, you know, being on the show. It was great to finally connect with you. And I know we're going to have to do this again soon, man. We'll have to stay in touch. So, I appreciate it, man. Definitely, yeah. We definitely have to do this again. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. That was episode 174. We'll be back this time next week. As always, hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you'd like to send any funds. And feel free to leave us that five-star rating if you enjoyed today's episode. So we'll see you then. Thanks, everyone.